to One Globe 360's podcast. Today I'm joined with Iman from Race Across the World. Hi Iman, how are you doing? Hey, you alright? So today we're going to be talking about Race Across the World um, and your experience and that sort of thing. So the first question that I have is how did you approach the race and what was your mindset heading, you know, before you got on the flight to, um, to Mexico? What was your mindset? Um, to be honest with you, it was more of an open mind. Um, I, I went into it a bit uh, blind, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. Um, I didn't realise how tough it, it would be. It was more like a, like me and Jimmy always started the race, like it was like a holiday. Mm-hmm. And we were yeah. fortunate to be there. And that's what it was. So we were just enjoying ourselves in the first couple of weeks. And then in the after the first couple of weeks, when we started getting into the race itself, mm-hmm. that's when we found it you know, really tough. But um, yeah, before we we got to the flight, we were just like buzzing, like we were getting a uh, yeah. a free holiday out of this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what it was really. And did your sort of your approach and your mindset change so like throughout the race? So did you have periods of time where you were more I don't know competitive or more relaxed? Like did your sort of your attitude, I guess, towards it change throughout? Um, yeah, I think we had a couple of like major turning points in the race itself. Um, initially, me and Jamil, uh, Jamil, we were doing the race for ourselves. So, you mm-hmm. know, if, yeah. we won the, if we won it, then we'd share the money and go on another holiday. Um, I think a couple of the experiences that we had, in, especially in Sao Paulo and in yeah. Honduras, with the children and stuff like that, that completely changed the race for us. And that's, especially in Sao Paulo, that's when we decided, you know, if we were to win, we'll donate the money away. Um, and that's when it really came, became competitive for us because we were in the race to win it for the kids and um, that was the main goal for us after that and I think that was in week four and up until up until week four we were just we were having a jolly yeah yeah I mean okay um and in terms of your main highlight of the whole series do you have one particular highlight or is there just too many to to mention I think uh, there is too many to mention but one one highlight in particular was the, it was the final day in Ushuaia. Yeah. Um, climbing that mountain um, with Jen and Rob yeah. hot, hot on our heels. It was epic, the final. It was epic, the way yeah. you, you, you guys seen it, you know, the adrenaline, that's what it, it was exactly like. Because we were running and obviously they were behind us yeah. and everything was just pumping. And, um, and to get to that top, yeah, you guys seen the, the scenery there. It was absolutely It was incredible, incredible. yeah, yeah. You see all the snow-capped mountains and you can see the ocean. Um, and it's just, I'm going through, we went through the forest to get to the top of the mm-hmm. mountain. Yeah. And it's not expect that that view to be there. Uh, do you know what I mean? So that's what it was. It was just completely unexpected. And because we've been talking about Ushuaia uh, throughout the whole race here, mm-hmm. you know, for 54 days, yeah. we're going to Ushuaia. We're going to, and we, I've never heard of Ushuaia before, before uh, I came on the race. And, um, you know, it was one of them, it's like the sacred place that we've been talking, everyone's been talking about, not just us, but the whole production, everyone's been mm-hmm. talking about Shwaya. And yeah. when we got there, it just, you know, lived up, lived up to the expectation. Yeah. It was just incredible. It, look, it did look amazing, like, incredible. And I guess it was the perfect, you know, final destination. You'd been travelling for 54 days. You'd finally reached that, you know, that desired, you know, final destination that had got you to yeah. the end. In terms of... Yeah, talk, I talked I talk to um to Jen and Jamil a little bit about this, but talk to me about that final run, that final sprint, because on TV it yeah. looked incredible. And I know you guys you guys won by, I think it was 20 seconds. 
So just so, talk to me about your emotions around it, the adrenaline, and just, yeah, just the, the race at the end. Um, I think the, the race, especially at the end, uh, for it to happen with Jen and Rob, it was, it was, it was sort of written. Yeah. Um, they, were, they were our biggest competitors throughout the whole race. And you guys probably didn't see this, but we've seen them a lot of times mm-hmm. on the race itself, like yeah. at random bus stops, um, random places. We'd constantly bump into them. And in the checkpoint, because we, we were always so close mm-hmm. together in yeah. of time, we spent the most time, amount of time with them. So at the checkpoint, you know, we'll have dinner together. So we spent we spent a lot of time uh, with them. And for the for the race to, to come down to what it was, and it was hard, especially when me and Jamil ran past Jen and Rob. And when we ran past them, uh, and I, I heard uh, like Jen almost cry, uh, yeah. like shouting and stuff, and that, that killed me. Uh, because we were so close to them, um, you know, it really did hurt us. And even uh, when, we, when we got to the top, you know, we, me and Jamil, we didn't really celebrate that much uh, because we knew they were right behind us. And yeah. I mm-hmm. knew how much it meant for Jen and Rob, uh, Jen in particular. Yeah. Um, and obviously, she, she, they, they got to the top and they, they knew they'd lost. And the first thing that I wanted to do was to consolidate her and to give her a hug. Um, and that's why we weren't like, you know, jumping up and down, you know, shouting and stuff like that. Yeah. You just didn't want to rub it in their faces, yeah. you know what I mean? It I mean think, too much to us. I think it really did show that, you know, your guys, you know, you and Jamil and your relationship with Jen and Rob, it was, you could tell that it was really strong and you could tell, you know, at the, at the end point that you did care a lot about them because you could, you know, yeah, really. and like you said, you weren't, you know, you weren't, you know, celebrating in their face or anything like that. It was complete respect, you know, for all of the contestants for... Yeah. you know for doing the the race for for getting to the end and i think that's what showed was you guys had so much respect for for jen and rob and it was so it was you know yes it was 20 seconds and for jen and rob that must be so disappointing but for you guys to almost finish it together you know 20 seconds is not a long time so yeah. it, it was it was a really nice moment sort of you know as a viewer to see you guys you know both both pairs finish it you know so close um yeah it was really really cool and I think the way it was edited, it, it did it justice as well because yeah, it yeah. was so close and it was so intense. And yeah. you, you got to understand, obviously, we did the, the whole trip, but we had uh, a production team following mm-hmm. us, uh, recording yeah. us all the way. So everything that we did, they did. They did as so well. Yeah. We ran up that mountain without our backpacks, but they ran up the mountain with all the camera equipment, sound equipment, and everything. You know what I mean? So yeah. my heart goes off to them not as well for yeah. keeping up with them. me and Jamil. We're quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for them to keep up with us, you know, yeah, uh, with all the equipment, ma- yeah, even on the Rainbow Mountain, um, that was that was a tough mountain to climb. Um, so I've climbed a lot of mountains in my time, and for for them guys to do it with the cameras and all the equipment, you know, it was fantastic. Yeah, and um, we went through a lot of different types of uh, weather as well, mm-hmm. like snowing, ice, hailstone, you name it. Was it was happening on that mountain uh, yeah. on Rainbow Mountain, and uh, you know they. They, they just cracked on with it mm-hmm. you know the professionalism was uh, amazing yeah brilliant so you you talk a little bit about you've, you've had experience sort of climbing mountain mountains and stuff in the past um so i think you climbed mount everest i believe um so what was your sort of approach to everest compared to race across the world did you have a similar approach were there similar challenges that you faced um it was to be honest everest was tough like physically it was tough and it took a lot out of me. Um, but the main thing with Race Across the World, and, and in comparison to all the other things that I've done in my life, mm-hmm. is the fact that it, it, it got me emotionally. Um, 
die kommen uns dann wieder aber holen sie das ich konnte Kontakt mit meiner Familie ich konnte Kontakt mit meiner Frau für zwei Monate I've never yeah. been away from her for more than two days. Mm-hmm. And to spend two months apart without talking to her, without yeah. you know, saying hello or anything to her. That was, that was a long time. And I, I didn't anticipate that. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a tough person, but that really got me. Mm-hmm. And uh, not not being able to talk to my loved ones. And, um, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a strange one for me. Um, but, you know, you, you just, after a couple of weeks... Uh, you just sort of got used to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You just uh, hope that everyone's all right and, you know, yeah. you just crack on with the job in hand. Yeah, I guess you were so excited, I guess, for your family and friends to see, obviously, the programme as well. Yeah. You knew that, yes, they couldn't be with you, I guess, in the moment, but they got to see, you know, yeah. you know your your journey uh, throughout the show, which which was, I mean, amazing. I mean, linking, I guess, that to the, you know, the popularity of the show, how have you found the you know the social media sorry <clears throat> how have you found the social media attention and kind of the press and the media how has that yeah. been sort of you know as a result of the the show being being aired um i think i found it all right to be honest i, uh-huh. I, I, I kind of like I, I, yeah. you know even like if i go down to my local co-op um i'm always getting stopped and asked for pictures and people you know asking me about the show mm-hmm. yeah. um you know, so I, I am enjoying it. I am enjoying it. And, you know, I get, I, I'm getting to meet, like, all different types of people. Mm-hmm. Like, loads of people approaching us, especially with the charity stuff. Yeah. You know, asking us to help us do certain things. And I'm, I'm always up for that. Anything that would help, especially kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, yeah. I've teamed up with about three or four different charities. and have been helping them. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying the attention, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm embracing it. That's really uh, cool. I'm, I'm, using, I'm using it to, uh, obviously, uh, get my message out to to help the children mm-hmm. yeah. um, in like poorer countries and that is what my agenda is to be honest with you and the, you know that platform is helping me a lot mm-hmm. so yeah so you talk about using your platform for you know for charities and 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 helping people mm-hmm. so you um i believe are donating quite a significant amount of your winnings to i think was it the the children street children in sorry street children in south america and also to i believe in bangladesh do you have right. a family orphanage? I think I read. Um, tell, talk That's to me. Right. Talk to me a bit more about that. You know, donating. You know, some of your winnings and sort of the your sort of inspiration around that. Um, to, uh, I've I've always been the the giving type of person. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to help yeah. other people. You know, we in the in in UK in the, in the Western world, we we've been blessed with what we've got. You know, we've got our roof over our heads. We've got food on the table. We've yeah. got water. Uh, you know, but especially with the children, you know. They they do nothing wrong to be in that position, mm-hmm. especially in Sao Paulo. You know, they were just born into that into that environment. Yeah. Um. So they do nothing wrong, and I just feel like at the end of the day, we're all humans. Uh, we should all be equal. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I just try to you know, level that out a bit. Do you know what I mean? Just, you know, giving uh, stuff away from here. Yeah. Uh, to to less fortunate people. Uh, but as for the, the race itself, we, we said that we'd donate 10,000 to uh, South American children and also donate uh, another half to Bangladesh. Uh, basically, my father mm-hmm. set up an orphanage about, we're talking about 30 years ago. Okay, and, yeah. it's set, and it's basically funded solely by our family. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing. So yeah, really our, our, our family, because every single member in my family has a £10 direct debit going out of their account, which helps mm-hmm. the running of the orphanage. Uh, but it's at it's a position where, you know, we can help so much more children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a small orphanage. It's not big. I think it's only got about 60 or 70 children. 
but it's got it's got room to be massive and to, yeah, to grow. Help yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're fortunate because my, my dad owns the whole building and land itself, so we've got mm-hmm. no rent or anything like that. Yeah. So he's, he said himself, you know, he's taking it as far as he can. Obviously, he's old as well. I think he's, in, he's almost 80 now, my dad. Uh, and obviously, it's, it's down to me and my brother and, you know, the next generation to take it on. Definitely, and to yeah. take it next level. Um, so, and that's what I, I intend to do. Um, you know, especially out of the Bangladesh and not just in Bangladesh, but, you know, to help, to get involved with uh, as many charity organisations as I can that help in particular children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, it's just like a soft spot with me. Yeah. And do you think that's going to, you know, have inspired you to, to travel more around the world and try and help, you know, more people around the world? Do you think, given what you saw in South America, has that inspired you to, you know, travel to other countries and, and try and help in any way? Um, I think I've, I've always been a keen traveller. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've been fortunate. I've, I've travelled. I've been to a lot of countries. Uh, I've seen a lot of things. Um, but yeah, I, I want carry on the travelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much of the world to see. Yeah, there um, is. Yeah. This is huge. It's, the, the world is massive. Um, I, I remember I was speaking to a, a lady not so long ago, and she she travelled to 91 countries wow. with all of her kids. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, yeah, and she's probably uh, she's travelled to these countries with three kids, mm-hmm. sorry, two kids, two young kids, yeah. and it was amazing yeah, talking to her about wow. it. Wow! Um, so you know, I've not done as as many. I've done sixty one, which is all right. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's really, really amazing. Yeah. 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 No, for me as well, personally, I I love to travel to as many countries as I can. I went to South yeah. America last year. I just spent three weeks. Okay. Um, so I, I sort of didn't, you know, didn't get to see an awful lot of it. Um, yeah. I went to four four countries there, um, but I got enough. I saw enough to be like, this isn't, you know, an amazing continent, and I need to, yeah. you know, go back to South America and I need to see see more because it it was amazing. Yeah. And I think watching the show really made me, you know, think I need, you know, I need to go back and visit because it did look amazing. Um, and in terms of the the format of Race Across the World, so. You know, for example, you you weren't flying from each des- you know destination to, to destination. You were having to travel through. Do you think you will you know from now on travel like that, or do you think you'll go back to you know flying to each country? Do you think it's, yeah. it's inspired you to to sort of continue that sort of mode of traveling through? Um, I think it has. I think I've I've always been that type of traveler anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'd rather take local buses and fly. Uh, you know, I'd rather take local transport as much as I can. Um, it's it's the local transport that you properly get to re- meet the the real people of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in a sense, that's what made us win the actual race. It was the knowledge that we got mm-hmm. from talking to them, people on people on the buses. Yeah. Um, you know, saying you know go a certain way or do these uh, a certain thing. Uh, don't spend money here. Do spend money there. And you know the the information that we got from them was you know invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. And it. It, especially in the middle part of the race, it it, re, it really pushed us. I think we we were fourth, yeah, we were fourth, and then we came first, mm-hmm. and that was all solely because two people helped us, yeah, local, local, helped, knowledge, local yeah. people helped us. Yeah, uh, that, that said, you know, you don't go. Not, the other guys will be going a certain way, but you know, there's a quicker way mm-hmm. getting there by getting these local buses. Yeah, and you now we just stumble across across them people. Um, it's not just like obviously getting information about them. It's uh, you know, it's a way of life for mm-hmm. them as well. It's, yeah. You know, and you get to experience that. And I always say, if you go to a country, uh, you know, you know, you have to be open minded. You have 100%. to live the way they yeah. live, um, eat the way they eat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stay away from these like Western, you know, McDonald's or, or whatever, and yeah. have the real food. 
Yeah. Um, you know, embrace it basically where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think definitely you get more of a sort of an enriching experience when you you really mm. throw yourself into you know the 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 culture, the way of life, you know the food, you know even just things like food and stuff. I think is really important. Yeah. I think you get a, you know a much better experience. Um, what would you say to people who have a desire to travel but are being held back by you know a fear or a lack of confidence? Um, <clears throat> some of the people that I met on the trip, especially in the hostels, um, you know. You think South America is, is a dangerous place, and I, that was my uh, perception of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the like girls that I met, I, I met random girls uh, traveling by, by themselves throughout the whole South America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? They've been traveling like for some six months, twelve months, eighteen months. You know, some of them yeah. just literally just traveling by themselves. Um, I think it's it's each their own. You know, mm-hmm. you just can't keep your wits about you. Just go, you know, think logically, um, and you'll be fine. Um, but it's like you know, you can get. You can you can walk the streets of Manchester and get mugged tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, anything can happen in the UK. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the same yeah. anywhere it else in the world. Anything can happen here. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So um you know, it's it's just by, you know, using your head, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um so if you could revisit any country on the trip, what country would it be and why? Um <clears throat> there's a few countries that I'd revisit, but one of the main regrets I had was uh, Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Costa Rica is an amazing country, and I knew a lot about Costa Rica, and uh, I was just so gutted that we actually just drove all the way through Costa Rica. Oh, for it, yeah. We didn't stop. You know what I mean? I think uh, we stopped for like a service station, and that was it. Yeah. And you know, Costa Rica has so much to give. It's such a beautiful country, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually knew quite a lot about Costa Rica prior to the trip already, mm-hmm. and I was excited to go there. But because of the race itself and uh, and on the bus that we were on. We had the opportunity just to jump a leap from a few of the contestants and get towards the uh, top of the uh, leaderboard. And mm-hmm. um, that's what we opted to do. And so, you know, we spent, we just traveled the whole way through Costa Rica. But if I was to revisit Costa Rica again, there's so much to see, to see yeah. especially the cloud forest and the beaches. And Looks amazing. The people. Uh, so, yeah, Costa Rica will be one of the main things I've got back to see. And in terms of the balance between the race and also, like you said, seeing countries you wanted to see or doing activities. Yeah. Do you find? Do you think you found the right balance, or do you wish you had focused more on getting, you know, the experience and doing activities? Do you think you found that balance? Um, I think at the start of the race, we didn't have the balance right. We were mm-hmm. all, all over the show. Um, we were spending a lot of money. Um, we, were, we were more enjoying ourselves, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I think after the halfway point, we got the balance right. We we had the we had a good balance between experience mm-hmm. and race itself, yeah. and and we were experienced. We having the experiences on the actual race, you know, on the buses, mm-hmm. uh, meeting the people, uh, the, them people taking us taking us to their houses and feeding us stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, we just we got the balance later on, but yeah. it was tough. You know yeah, I, mean? I guess it's difficult at the start because you know early on in the race you're. You're probably your adrenaline's high. You're, you're you're thinking, you know, I've got to get from A to B as quick as possible, and then it's hard to sort of take in everything else. But I think, I think that was the same for all of the contestants on the show. I think as, as a viewer, seeing, I think all the contestants sort of got that balance, I guess, a, a bit yeah. better throughout in terms of doing things that are always on their bucket list, or you know, taking the work and and having an amazing time. Because I think I was speaking to Jen um, a few days ago, and she was saying that. Um, a lot of the contestants did a lot more work than was shown on 
the actual yeah. you know show and I think she found some of those experiences you know amazing you know really enriching yes. was there any sort of work that you did you know to earn bits of money along the way was there a bit of work that sort of stood out to you it was like an incredible experience um quite a few, uh, quite a few stood out to me but in particular the fishing ones yeah uh-huh. really stood out to me. yeah uh, because I, I enjoy fishing mm-hmm. um, I'm, i i try to go fishing as much as i can in the uk yeah and to how the experience of fishing in them countries mm-hmm. especially in peru yeah. um i've got them boats but the them funny shaped boats uh for the car but yeah experiencing the way they fish yeah. the way they did things was was incredible it, it was it was a job in a sense but it was more more than a job for us it was more more experiencing yeah uh, the actual uh the way of life and mm-hmm. the way they fish yeah um like i said it's like a, it's, it's a hobby of mine fishing so you know i enjoyed yeah. doing that i think i did it three times fishing and horse riding uh-huh. i think we were, uh-huh. we were oh, yeah. stable that was amazing uh so i've i've, I've never a horse uh, i've never i've never um I was gonna say, I've never driven a horse. I've never ridden a horse before mm-hmm. in my life, and I absolutely yeah. enjoyed that. And since I've been back, I've been uh, I've been out horse riding, enjoying like, a little school. Yeah. So yeah, that was that's, incredible. That's really cool. Yeah. No, I mean the work, you know, opportunities that everyone got on the show did look really cool, and it looked a, a really like fundamental part, you know, of the trip, and yeah. it made, you know, as viewers think, you know, all these opportunities that there are in um in South America. Um, just having a look at my other questions I've got. Um, so have you kept in contact with other contestants? Because on the show it looked like, um, <clears throat> sorry, you guys had a really strong bond and you got on really well. So have you kept in contact? Yeah. Yeah, so we're in a WhatsApp group. We message each other like every other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like completely banter. Uh, obviously we got close to, like I got close to uh, Jen and Rob in particular. And I, I speak to them on the phone. And also mm-hmm. Joe, I, I speak to her on the phone yeah. uh, quite mm-hmm. a bit. So yeah, we, we're always in contact. Uh, you know, we feel that only the eight of us, or sorry, ten of us, had this one experience that yeah. only they'll understand yeah. what we went through. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, not just the race itself, but having a camera in your face twenty-four hours a day. We were yeah. we're just normal everyday people. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. um, you know, from going from an everyday person to having a camera in your face twenty-four hours a day, you know, yeah. recording you, you know, what you got always you know, say certain way. You got to say certain things in certain ways. Yeah. Um. So you know the whole package itself, like the, uh, they experienced it with us, and it was incredible. Yeah. How? So talk to me about the yeah the sort of experience being on camera. Had you been on you know on camera before? Had you done? Was that was it? You know, was it a completely new thing to you having mm. you know being filmed and having cameras follow you around? Yeah. Um. It took it took me about a week or so just to get you know the yeah. gist of it. Get used to it. Um, yeah. Get, get used to it and I myself had a, had a lot of uh, arguments with our uh, producers mm-hmm. in the first week but then you just sort of you know got along with them a bit but a yeah. bit do you know what I mean because they did everything that we did they they went on the long bus rides you know yeah. um, the uncomfortable bus rides they did all, they did it all mm-hmm. so they were in the exact same boat as us yeah. uh, do you know what I mean um, so uh, now, and I've never been on TV or, or been on camera before prior to the trip uh, so once you got used to it, you, yeah, you, you just get you just get used to it. Mm-hmm. And you just think it's, yeah. it's a way of life. Yeah. Um, and, and the rest of the seven weeks, but I think apart from the first week, where I, I did struggle. Yeah. Uh, the re- the the other seven weeks, I actually enjoyed it. And yeah. uh, then uh, you just you just you know know what to say or how to say it or yeah. the, you know, the way to say it. So I mean, you just get used to yeah, it. Yeah, you get used to it. Okay. 
Um, I'm just having a look what other stuff I've got. Um, so on the programme, we didn't really see a lot of what you did at the checkpoints. So what sort of stuff did you get up to? Was it a lot of just relaxation? Or I think I spoke to Jen, Jen was saying there was actually quite a lot of filming that you guys had to do, even when you were at the yeah. checkpoints. So what, what was it like? Um, so basically, when we got to the checkpoints, you know, first thing we would do with that, we'll, we'll uh, just relax, get some food, mm -hmm. and yeah, just relax. It. Yeah. And then um, our production team will, will have like a, uh, we used to call it the R&R, mm -hmm. uh, uh, relaxation, and they'll take us to like different things. Uh, I think at the, uh, I'm not sure, I know it wasn't Sean, was it? In the, in the So in the Columbia, we went horse riding mm -hmm. with Jen and Rob, and that was amazing. Yeah, around wow. Uh, so that was actually really cool, and mm -hmm. that uh, that filming was actually more enjoyable than the actual race itself. Yeah, because we were relaxed and we were like talking, you mm -hmm. know, laughing uh, with the, the the rest of the contestants. Um, so you know, it was completely different. So on the race itself, when we were actually recording, we're always in a hurry. We're always yeah. rushing about rush, doing yeah. this, doing that. The mm -hmm. the adrenaline is pumping. Yeah. Whereas the uh, the filming and the checkpoints is just. It's so cool and just relax. You just do it at your own pace. We've got no time issues. Yeah. Um. You know, it's the best time because we get together with the other, the rest of the contestants. We'll mm -hmm. have dinner together and we just uh, uh, relax by the pool or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you know, talk about the race. You know, we'll, we'll ask them. You know, um, their highlights of the leg that we just done. Yeah. And you know, it was it was, it was crazy because we, I'd I'd heard about the the trip like uh, of the other guys that their leg and the mm -hmm. the things that they did yeah uh, but to actually watch it on tv tv their own journey was it was amazing uh, the best way to describe i, I said this to, to my friend the other day it's like do you know when you go on holiday and uh, you come back and you're buzzing about the holiday yeah uh -huh. and you're telling your friends and family about your mm -hmm. you know stories of things that you did and the experience that you had the people that you met it's, it's sort of like that but everyone can watch it everyone sees you know it yeah I mean? uh -huh. yeah, yeah everyone yeah. sees it yeah so, you know I, I don't need to tell the story, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because everyone's yeah. watching it and people are asking me questions about the story, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's the that's the biggest difference for what it was. And you know, do I'm you, enjoying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, in terms of the bits that sort of weren't shown, were there any particular moments where you're watching the show back and you thought, oh, I wish I'd included that or oh, I wish I could like kind of relive that moment? Uh, there's there's a lot to be honest with you. There's a lot of moments that they that they missed out. Um, you know, I think. Um, do you know what the first job that we did in Nicaragua um, on the buses? We were cleaning buses, me and John. Oh yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they they sort of missed a bit out there. Um, so we got paid, uh, and then without money, what we decided to do, we, we decided to buy loads of sweets. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we had loads of sweets on us. So yeah. every single, um, every single kid that we seen, we'd given, we gave out sweets, especially on the on the buses. We were yeah. giving out sweets to the kids, and we had a lot of experiences with uh, interacting with the kids, on, mm -hmm. especially on the buses. Um, they they did record a lot of it, but I think because of uh, like illegal reasons, they weren't yeah. allowed to show children show it, on, yeah. on TV. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of that didn't get made the cut, uh, which was a bit gutted about. Uh, because it, it showed the it's, it, there was one moment in Honduras I always remember it. So we had a we had a bag of uh, Cheetos that you get like yeah. massive yeah, bags. Yeah. Yeah. So um, me and Jam had, hadn't eaten like for two days, and we just bought this big bag of Cheetos just to eat 
on the bus, and then we got to the bus, um, and it was one of the big school buses, you know, the mm-hmm. American ones, yeah. where the the seats are like made for children, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, I think we were on our fourteen-hour journey, so on a wooden on a wooden bench. So we we were sat there, and uh, we got the we got the bus quite early, and then it started stopping off at loads of bus stops, mm-hmm. like picking uh, picking kids up and families up, and it started to fill up a bit, like. The bus it was like really full at this at yeah. this point, and then then I realized you know the, the kids and every everyone looks like just sat on top of each other. So these two kids just came and sat on top of me, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's, and I was looking around and it's completely normal. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Everyone's like literally sat on top of each other. Yeah. Um, so these two kids are sat on, are sat on me. So basically, I got my Cheetos out on, around me. There must have been about 15 kids. So I got my Cheetos out and I started sharing them around with all the kids. And do you know when you have the Cheetos, you have that the residue on your fingers, yeah. don't you? Do you know the uh, yeah. thingy? They get one of the Cheetos and they'll, they'll have it. Normally, what we do, we'd eat the whole bag and then lick our fingers. Yeah. Right? So the kids, they'll take one Cheeto and they'll put it in their mouth and then they'll start licking their fingers <laughs> yeah. after every single every one. Every single one, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I just found that amazing, and you know, it, it really uh, you know opened my eyes mm-hmm. to where we were and the experience that we're having. Um, yeah. And that didn't make onto the TV, mm-hmm. which I was quite about. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was one of the main things. The moments, yeah. And in terms of the the food, I mean, you're under such you know financial restrictions. I think you had. I think I looked here, it was uh, one thousand four hundred fifty-three pounds each, which was approximately twenty-six pounds a day. So how did you manage yeah. to to sort of, I don't know, prioritise different things and balance the budget in terms of, you know, wanting to get as far as you can in the race, but also eating and, you know, having somewhere to, to stay for the night? How did you sort of balance that? And was that, a, a, you know, was that one of the biggest challenges um, in the race? Um, the budget itself was, was hard, um, mm-hmm. which was such a lot more budget. Um, our priority was to race as fast as we can, yeah. as quickly as um, and then accommodation was second and food was last. Mm-hmm. You know, a yeah. lot of times we didn't eat and if we did eat, we'd get it for free. We'd ask people, can, yeah. they, can you help us? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the food that we ate, we got for free. Um, a lot of the places that we stayed in were for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did overnight buses just to save on transport. Yeah. So we moved around in the in the city all day mm-hmm. and then get our sleep on the bus. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a case of using your head Mm-hmm. On where you, you know, knowing that obviously if you're gonna stay somewhere, that's gonna cost you. Yeah. But if you're having it at the same time, you sort of kill two birds with one stone. So we yeah. did that a lot uh, and doing a lot of night buses. I think yeah. everyone did. I think a lot of the contestants did. So yeah. um, in terms of food, like I said, you know, we didn't eat, eat at all, and we knew at every checkpoint we get fed. Yeah. And it was a case I try try to make you sit, make your way to checkpoint and then eat as much as you can and then mm-hmm. start over again you know what I mean yeah the next day is just going to be a struggle struggle yeah and in terms of I guess traveling now for the future um do you have any plans to to travel again with with Jamil or you know are you, are you looking back as like oh that was amazing but I don't know if we'll travel again in the future or is that oh it was amazing we need to do it again and we need to sort of explore more of the world have you sort of had that conversation about whether you travel again um, yeah, so we we had a conversation actually on the on the on the in Ushuaia. So we said that we'll try to go back to Brazil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After the after last uh, episode got aired, and we actually um, looked at ticket booking tickets mm-hmm. back in 
me. Yeah, it started yeah. me. Obviously, everything that's going everything on right happened. now, yeah. I can't. So, uh, uh, because our plan was to go back to Brazil, mm -hmm. to go back to South Paulo, so we can see where our money is being spent, and you know, yeah. hopefully, kids over there. Um, so that was the plan uh, to go back to Brazil to do mm -hmm. that. And um, yeah, I, I, and I wanted to do that with Jamil. Um, and he, we go, we're both going to go to Bangladesh as well soon yeah. to my dad's orphanage. Yeah. Uh, so we, we can document it as well mm -hmm. and put it on. Obviously, we got we both got a big following now, so yeah. um, mm -hmm. it'll help us you know generate more money for the orphanage and stuff. Yeah. Making people aware. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, spreading awareness. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I'm just I'm just trying to think of the last sort of few questions. Um, what was your favourite leg of the journey and why? Uh, the favourite leg of the journey was a good one. I think it was the um, it was the leg where we went to Il La Grande. Uh -huh. uh, was the check. Yeah. So we went through Paraguay. Where we started off in Cafayate. And we mm -hmm. went through Paraguay yeah. and we went all the way through uh, Brazil. Uh, the reason was we had some amazing experiences. We we worked at the old people's place and that was incredible. Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love, I love like um, talking to old people. Mm -hmm. I think they have the most amazing, so I'm, I'm one of the people that love stories. Yeah, you know, me too. I, I yes. love to hear uh, people's experiences and uh, people telling me about their stuff. And, and the old people have the best stories, I'm telling you. Yeah, they uh, do, they really do. Some of the stuff that they did back back in the day was incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, I was the of uh, uh, the uh, old people's home was was really good, and we enjoyed that. And also we we enjoyed Sao Paulo as well. Sao Paulo, also we we had the experience with the kids, but um, Sao Paulo is such a cool place. It's like proper retro. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There's a thing called a Batman Alley, which is just an alleyway just full of graffiti. Yeah. And. It looks incredible, and it's just—it's—it's it's just like everyone's just so cool and uh -huh. uh, laid back. Paulo. it's just yeah, it's like a—it's like a, it's like a buzzing city, uh, and we enjoyed the um, the bus rides around Sao Paulo and got to La Grande. Mm -hmm. And then when we when we got to La Grande, uh, it was like it was a little little desert island to ourselves, yeah, literally. Yeah. And in hotel that we that we were there, it was just. Us and the contestants that was there, even all our production people left us to it. Yeah. Uh, the island just left us to it, and mm -hmm. we were we were just there, uh, just like all eight of us, uh, just relaxing and yeah. just chilling out. Yeah, that was that was probably our, our main highlights, uh, best legs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's so difficult to pick, isn't it? Because I mean, every leg looked amazing, and every leg, I guess, had its challenges. It's you know, it's ups, it, you know, ups and downs. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I went to, I actually did go to Ida Grande um, when I was in South America and um, it was amazing. Really, like, so, so cool. Um, I'd love to go back one day, definitely. Um, so I've just got one more question. Um, yes. So obviously there's going to be series, series three happening at some point. Um, obviously with coronavirus, um, it can't be filmed at the moment, but series three, I think, is planned. Um, what would you like the, the route to be for series three? Ooh, um, you know, funny you should ask that because um, obviously uh, we knew that we were, we, were, we were doing Race Across the World. So mm -hmm. uh, prior to us flying out, you know, I thought about every single route that we could take. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, yeah. what we can do. But it, it completely threw me off, you know, mm -hmm. the fact that we were starting in Mexico City and not London. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's up in the air. So I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm, 
Well, I'd imagine it would be it'd be London to Cape Town, yeah, going all the way, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I thought because I've actually done the whole from North to South Africa myself. Oh, really? Uh, wow! I did, uh, about twelve years ago. Oh my um, goodness! Yeah, that'd so, be amazing. Six, yeah, six months. So I started off in uh, Egypt, and mm-hmm. uh, I just travelled all the way down right to the bottom uh, yeah. to the Johannesburg, mm-hmm. um, and wants to do that. Um, so I, I'd like to see that. London to uh, Cape Town, even yeah. you know, from Mexico. When they said we were starting, a, starting off in Mexico City, I, I thought it would be, okay, we're starting off in Mexico City, you need to go home. Yeah. And I thought, how could we go home from Mexico City? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Towards North America, yeah. through Alaska, through Russia and China, that way. Yeah. So that would be, that'd be a good, that'd good, be a good trip. Yeah, no, that, uh, it's, you know, funny you say that, because I, when I spoke to both Jamil and Jen, they both said London to South Africa, they think would be... Yeah um the next route um i think it's been a pretty popular kind of route that people i think people are sort of guessing about what the the route may be and i think that's yeah a pretty popular one um but yeah i'm so excited to see see where where they uh they choose to do it i think uh, india will be a a tricky one as well if you want to go to india that'd be amazing yeah you are the whole of india india's massive yeah in itself um to travel through india would be awesome be really cool uh, yeah it'd be super cool and in terms of series one, so series one was London to Singapore. Are you happy that you did your route in South America, or would you have preferred to have done the London to Singapore? Um, I'm happy I did South America. It's just South America is one of the continents that you wouldn't normally go to. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, what I mean, it, it's not something that you think, oh yeah, you know, it's amazing. I'd love to do that. You know, yeah. going to Singapore is amazing itself. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It's more of like I don't know how to describe it. It's more of a like a like a backpacker's route, yeah. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the backpackers have the most amazing experiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, amazing people. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm glad I did South America. Yeah. And uh, I, I take so much away from it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it looked amazing. I mean, as a viewer, I was so incredibly jealous of of you guys. You know, doing it. It looked amazing. Um, well, yeah, I think that's all the questions that I've got. So thank you so, so much. Um, I'm okay to take a quick picture for my Instagram. Just yeah, no, the screen, is that okay? Yeah, 